Amen. You guys ready to get to the word today on day of thanks? I'm excited. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm, the 150th Psalm, the 150th Psalm. If you've never read this, you know, Psalms, they're, they're, they're great. There are, uh, this is actually the last chapter or last part. Um, they say there's not actually chapters in Psalms. There's just Psalms. So, so the, the 150th Psalm is the last one. And uh, if, if you think about it, this kind of fully encompasses and explains really the whole, the whole book of Psalms. It's, it's, a, it's a, uh, the end of it. And the beginning says, you know, uh, um, uh, hearken to my words, listen to what I say, and you'll be like a tree planted by the water. Your, your, uh, um, your leaves will never wither. You, you, you won't, you won't, you won't uh, um, uh, dilapidate. You won't go down. You'll be like a tree planted in the water or by the water. You'll prosper. In other words, you'll do well. You'll be blessed. Then at the end of the whole, after all 150 songs, it says this. It says, praise the Lord. Listen to how redundant this, this is. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Are we in his sanctuary today and are we ready to praise God today? Amen. Praise him in his mighty firmament. firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. I said, praise him for his mighty acts. Well, how many of y'all know? I mean, now we don't, we don't praise God for, for what he does now. We just praise him for who he is. Actually, the Bible says right here that we are to praise God for his mighty acts. That when he does something, he deserves praise. Now, maybe I should divide, define praise before we go much further. Praise is thanking God for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he's going to do. That's what praise is. And so uh, 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 today I'm, I'm going to actually talk to you about how to triumph with Thanksgiving, how to triumph with Thanksgiving, how Thanksgiving will bring you to triumph, how being thankful and living a life of Thanksgiving. And if you look at this chapter, he says, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. That's why I have you say all the time, so you don't forget it. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and flutes. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Brother Durrell, praise him with the cymbals today. Maybe one day, Brother Durrell, you can explain to me why there's, or what the difference between loud cymbals and clashing cymbals is. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, the cymbals are cymbals to me. But apparently, whatever kind of cymbal you got, praise him with it. Amen. Let everything, let everything, let everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Then it says it again, praise the Lord. Say it with me, say praise the Lord. Lord. Turn to Acts 16, Acts 16, verse 22. Then the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them. Who is them? This is Paul, (coughs) excuse me, Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas have have been uh, um, reprimanded. They've been taken in and are about to be beaten. And so it says the multitude rose up against Paul and Silas and um, 
the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded Paul and Silas to be beaten with rods. When they had laid many stripes on them. You think you have it bad. I mean, we, 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 we get bothered because we have a, a, a little issue come up. Or somebody, you know, if you work with somebody who's not a Christian and you have to deal with it. They, they were beaten. It says when many stripes were laid on them. They threw Paul and Silas into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them secure. So having received such a charge, the jailer put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now at midnight, Paul and Silas, they were praying and singing hymns to God. Uh, the Amplified ESV and several other translations say singing hymns of praise to God. Everybody say praise. They were singing hymns of praise to God. And notice they were not quiet because it says, and the prisoners heard them. This translation says they were listening to them. Uh, again, other translations, they all kind of uh, uh, sum it up to say this. Everybody in the jail knew they were praying and they were praising. Can you imagine? I mean, 60 something years old. Hey, Silas, listen, man, I know you're tired. I know you're hurting like me, but before we go to bed, before we close our eyes, before we sleep tonight, we are due praise. God is due our praise and we're going to give it to him. What a mindset. They didn't know what was about to happen. Notice it didn't say, hey, listen, um, hey man, you ready? Uh, let's just get this uh, praise thing going. You know, uh, once we hit that midnight, boom, chains are coming off. All right. They didn't know. They were determined that their life of Thanksgiving was not going to stop because they got a little whipping on their back. That their gratefulness to God was not going to be deterred because they were locked with their feet uh, in stocks in the inner prison in solitary confinement. They didn't care who was around them. They didn't care who heard them. They didn't care whether it was right or wrong in the eyes of others. They said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If I have, hey, Silas, you're still alive, man. You got some breath? Come on, before we sleep, let's praise God. All right, Paul, I'm with you, man. Let's do it. And they prayed and sang hymns to God. The prisoners heard them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone. Your praise can be so powerful, it'll break other people's chains off. Everyone's chains were loosed and the keeper of the prison, awaking from his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he supposed the prisoners had fled. So he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do not, or do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a, a, a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? To be saved. What must I do to be saved? It goes on to tell us that his whole household that day got saved because of Paul and Silas' praise. That's why you can't be silent. That's why your thankfulness cannot just be. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with some reverence. There is. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with, with 
uh, um, being respectful of others in, in certain times. But if, if, if no one ever hears you give praise to God, that's a problem. If no one hears you audibly say, I, 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 listen, I just want everybody to know. I don't really care where you, whether you want to know or not, but um, I, I'm, I'm here today because God kept me. And God saved me. And I should have been dead when I was 20, but God kept me. And I just want everybody to know I give God the, the glory. I give God the glory. I know I haven't been perfect. Y'all don't judge me. I won't judge you. But listen, I got to give God some praise today. I, I woke up today. I'm feeling bad and I'm not going to end feeling bad. I want to give God some praise. And, and, and don't care whether they look at you funny, whether they have an attitude, whether they say, what did you smoke this morning? I'm on that, I'm on that Holy Ghost stuff, man. You don't want none of this. You don't want none of this. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I love this story. This is, this is one of the coolest, coolest stories. I mean, all those stories are cool, but this is one of the coolest stories in the Bible. I'm going to actually read it from the Bible. Second Corinthians, second Chronicles, sorry. Second Chronicles chapter 20. It happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against King Jehoshaphat. So they came to battle against King Jehoshaphat. Notice it wasn't just one of them, it was three armies. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazan Tamar, which is uh, in, in Gadai. And Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, he feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout Ju- Judah. Now, what he's doing is he's actually he's asking everyone in Judah, all, all of them, hey, I need you to fast and pray. Number one, he knew who to call on in a time of need. And he said, y'all need to fast and pray. And, and uh, so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood, verse 5, in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord, before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? Notice how he's starting his prayer. He's starting his prayer not by, uh, uh, you know, some, some uh, manby-pamby, I don't, you know, woe is me. I know who you are. You are the God who saved us before. You are the God with a mighty head, mighty hand. You are God in heaven and you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. And it's in your hand that you have power and might. It's you that no one can withstand you. No one is greater than you. That's how he started. I want you to take note as you think about, okay, how do I live a life of thanksgiving? Well, first of all, you got to understand the God you serve. That when I get up and I, and I, and I, you know, I didn't mean to be emotional today. I just, I got to, uh, usually I'm not. I mean, that's pretty rare that I cry in a church service. But just thinking about how good he is and how much he loves me and how much, I, I mean, even all the, 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 the things that I've done and the, the life that I've lived and the mistakes that I've made. 
And I know I've hurt him, yet he still loves me. So when I'm in a time, this, this is, listen, this is like King Jehoshaphat. He doesn't know what to do. Have you ever not known what to do? I'm talking about like, like dude has really no idea what to do. Like he's totally clueless. As, I, I mean, I could take one army, but three? I mean, I mean, you know you're desperate when it's like, I mean, they didn't have Facebook or whatever. And he's the king, so everybody had listened to him. Hey, all of y'all stop eating. I mean, that's desperate times. And they call for desperate measures. And so he says, he goes on praising God. Because he knows, listen, I don't know what to do, but I know somebody who does. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple. And we will cry out to you, in our affliction, and you will hear, and you will save. Everybody say this. Say, God hears me, and God will save me. We don't serve a God who, who is, is dead. We serve a God who is alive. And we don't serve a God who, who just who forgets sometimes how to handle his business. Who doesn't know how to get you through your situation. Who's unaware of what you're going through. He knows exactly what's going on. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to live in Proverbs 3 and say, oh, listen, man, God, I lean not in my own understanding. I lean not on what I know. I trust in you with all my heart, with all my soul. I lean on you and it's it, you're going to direct my path. I'm not going to direct my own path. So he finishes up his prayer. Uh, and now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. So he's, he's bringing back what happened. God said, don't fight them. And now, here they are, uh, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given to us as part of our inheritance. Verse 12. Oh, our God. Will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. What do you do when you don't know what to do? How do you triumph through Thanksgiving? How do you triumph with Thanksgiving? I want you to notice what they did. I want you to notice how this transpired. Because I, I, I think... Sometimes we miss this, this little key to praise. We think praise is just the first couple songs on Sunday morning. But it's more than that. It is those, yeah, yeah. When we're, but but I, I don't just praise God only on Sunday morning in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the service. I praise Him when I wake up in the morning. I praise Him when I lay my head down to sleep. God, I thank you for today. God, I thank you that you, man, whatever happened today, if, there, if a problem came up, God, I thank you for an answer to that. If a problem uh, uh, was dealt with and God helped me through it, God, I give you the praise for it. And, and I, listen, I want, it's easy, maybe it's easy for me because I'm a preacher and I get to talk to a group of people every week, multiple times a week. 
But you know, you're not the only ones that I tell people, hey, God's good. When we go to a restaurant, and I've determined to be like the happiest patron possible. Like when I go to these places and they think I'm, I'm like, I've got to be borderline annoying because they like hate their life. And I'm like, no, you're not going to hate it while I'm here. You're, you're going to love serving me. First of all, I'm going to leave a good tip. You don't know that yet, but I'm going to leave a good tip. And I'm going to work my hardest to make you smile while you're here. You're going to have a good time. I mean, if you're going to serve my table, we've started, um, my family and I, we've started claiming and just, just proclaiming every time we go to a restaurant, we get a good waiter and waitress. Every time we go to a restaurant, we get a good waiter or waitress. Now, I believe that. I, I'm expecting that. That when I go to a restaurant, I'm going to get a great waiter or waitress. So if one comes up with a bad attitude, that means it's my job to bring it out of them. Hey, how are you doing today? You doing great? Oh, that's a wonderful name. That's a great name. Awesome. Hey, listen, uh, I'm really excited about this. this, this I'll, I'll just make up stuff. Just, I'm excited about this. Hey, is this really good? I see this is your special. Is it great? Is this really, is it, come on now. Did you, have you eaten it? Are you just saying that? I, can't, I mean, just have some fun with people. But, you know, and, and let them see, you know what? What's going on with this? Why is this guy so happy? Why is this guy so, so, so joyful? Why is his family, why are they all smiling and happy? Because God is good. God is good. In verse 13, now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, they stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazi, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, or Benaiah, the son of Jael, and the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. So he's standing out in the midst of all of them. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon him to prophesy and speak. And he says, listen. All of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat. So God is now speaking through this man of God in the crowd to everybody, including King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you all. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed because of this great multitude. Now notice this key. For the battle is not yours, but God's. But I've heard people say that a lot. I've heard people say that for years. Well, you know, brother, the, the battle's not mine, it's the Lord's. But, but then why are you losing? I mean, it's a real question. I mean, if you're saying that, what, why, why, are you, why are you still losing? Because God doesn't lose. I want you to notice what happens after this. This is the missing key that I think that some of us have, have missed in our understanding of, of how praise and thanksgiving works. Because they understood, even King Jehoshaphat in his crying, and his I don't know what to do, he started with, God, I know you do. And I know you have an answer. And I know you're able to supply. And I know you're able to bring us out. And that obviously stirred up the faith on everybody there because they believe the same thing. And then this guy prophesies or, or, or gives a word of the Lord, not a prophecy, but a word of the Lord and says, OK, here's what you have to do. You have to do this. Now, what he tells them next is the key, because it's not just about praising. It's not just about my battle and God's battle. It's a transference 
of the battle is not mine, it's God's. It's that I, I, have, I have a battle that I'm facing, but in order for it to be the Lord's, I've got to get out of the way of the battle and transfer it to Him. And I can do that through praise. Notice this. Notice, what, notice how this transfers. Uh, um, tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. Now notice, notice, you will not need to fight in this battle. You will not need to fight in this battle. Some of us are fighting battles we're not meant to be fighting. Position yourselves. There's a position you actually play in the battles you fight. The battles of your life. There's a position. He says, position yourself. Notice the position we're supposed to be in. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You need to see. You need to see before you... Listen. You can't stand at the face of imminent danger, imminent defeat, and see defeat. I walk by what? I walk by faith and not by sight. I know the opposite of faith is doubt and unbelief, but a way, another way you might could say that is, is so it's, I walk by faith, not by sight. So the opposite of faith, you could also say, is sight. The opposite of faith is sight. In other words, if I see the wrong thing, I'm going to see doubt and unbelief. If I see defeat, then I'm going to see myself getting defeated. I'm going to focus on defeat. I'm going to speak defeat. I'm not going to be able to praise God for it. He says, stand, position yourself, expect and look for and see salvation. Look for salvation. Expect salvation. See the salvation of the Lord. Who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem? Then he says it again. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Everybody say this. Say, God is with me. Position yourself in a place of praise. Position yourself in a place of praise. Now, this is a lot of scripture, but y'all stay with me. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head. With his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, they bowed before the Lord. They were worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. Loud and high. Some translations say a very loud shout. That's triple redundant. A shout is not quiet. A shout is not quiet. A loud shout will make you think, okay, that's not just a normal shout. That's a loud shout. But a very loud shout. A very loud shout. That's why I'm not bothered. Listen, if you, you'll, you'll love this church if you let it grow in you. Maybe you're not used to a church that praises like we do, where people shout a little bit. And the pastor's over here on the side jumping up and down like a jumping bean. You might not, not, you might not be used to that, but, but it, when you get to heaven, it's not going to be quiet. It's going to be anything but quiet. It's continual, never ending praise. 
of the utmost highest volume. They, they praise God around the clock. Never ending praise for eternity. So they rose early in the morning and they went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. He's getting their faith prepared again. Believe, believe and trust. Walk by faith and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army and they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. What kind of army sends out a praise team ahead at the front? I mean, hey, where's our skilled guys with all the weapons? Where's the snipers? Where's the tanks? The artillery? Artillery? Yeah, where's all the, uh, 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 what's the, what's the guys that are like, the, uh, I just, my mind just went blank there. The, the head, the, um, SEAL Team 6 or whatever. Delta Team, I mean like the, 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 the boys that are bad. The Marines, whatever. All of them. I know y'all going to get all in that. So we have a lot of military in here. Y'all going to all be fighting on who's, who's the baddest. All of them. Yeah, hey, hey, you guys, hey, y'all go to the back. Go to the back. Put the ones that can sing at the front. Put the praisers at the front. Now, notice this. Now, when, verse, uh, I believe this is verse 30. Now, when they began to sing and praise. Now, when, at the time, that they began to sing and praise. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. This is not verse 30. Go, go back a few verses. 20, 20, sorry, I copied it in and there's no, there's no verses. I want y'all to see it on screen. Is it verse 27? I'm all the way back at 22. Oh, it's 22. It actually says that right above if I had to look. Hey, look. Verse 22. Now, when they began, notice this. Now, when they began, at the moment they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. At that very moment, God started working. At the moment that you start praising, God starts working. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people. He actually comes in when you praise him. When when you just sit in your car and go, God, I thank you. Presence. At the moment they started singing and praising, God started working. He set ambushes against their enemies right then. At that moment. They didn't have to wait. Now, I want to ask you a question. Did they see it? See, some of us, we, we, get, we get this, this life. This is what I'm talking about, about transferring the battle to God, is that, is that we start, God, I, um, 
I'm going through this thing, and I, 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 I just want to, I just want to go ahead and thank you for the answer, and I praise you, and that's about the amount of your praise and thanksgiving to God, and then you take the problem right back. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, 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 I just, I feel so defeated. I feel so down, and you don't keep marching. You don't keep praising, and you miss the transfer. Watch what happens. For the people of Ammon and Moab, they stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. So two of them are fighting against the other one. To utterly kill and destroy the third one. So two of the armies fighting the third one. When they had made an end to those inhabitants, they helped destroy one another. So not only did they kill the third army, then the first two armies started fighting each other. God literally turned their enemy against themselves. So when Judah came, this whole time that they're fighting, Judah is praising. They don't, y'all got to catch this. They don't even know what's happening. They can't see past the mountain. They can't see the battlefield. They don't know. They don't know how they're going to win. They're marching by faith. See, you think your battle is, 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 is un, unfixable and unattainable. And the thing that, that, that you're going through is, is how is God going to get me? Just keep marching, baby. Just keep praising. Just keep stepping. Just keep walking. Don't, don't let your praise go silent. The Bible says the very rocks will cry out if you don't praise. Don't let a rock take a place for you. I'm going to, I'm going to pray. God will, I'm, he's going to hear my praise. He's going to hear me. He's going to hear me thank him. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what I think is on the other. I, I mean, they had, they hadn't even seen the army yet. Have you ever had, had it happen where you like, you dream up something way worse than it is. And when you get to the thing that you're facing, you're like, oh, that's not even that bad. If you're a procrastinator in here, that happens all the time. That's actually what procrastination is. Is you build up, oh, I don't want to rake the leaves. Oh, I don't want to rake the leaves. Oh, it's going to take forever to rake the leaves. Oh, I can't believe I've got to rake the leaves again. Oh, every year I've got to rake the leaves. And then you go out and rake the leaves. You're like, you know, it's not actually that bad. It's not bad. It's kind of nice out here. I like this. Or you just get $65 and pay somebody else to do it. That's what I did this week. That's why I'm like. It's <laughs> not that bad. They didn't even see. They didn't even see the army. Imagine what they thought they were going to face. Imagine what they thought when they were going to crest the hill and see three massive armies coming together, all of them united against Jerusalem, an unstoppable, unbeatable army. That's what they were expecting. But by faith, they were praising and thanking God, not knowing what they were going to see. For, uh, and when they had made an end to the inhabitants of Seir, they helped destroy one another. So when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude, and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. Too many Christians... Stop praising God before they get to their victory. They turn around and go back to the camp. They, 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 they fall silent in their praise. Just keep praising God. You know, you know what the Bible says? Let me give you some encouragement. 
Remember the Bible says, you are an overcomer. You have victory. Like, the Bible says that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That in your spirit, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are made new right then. And that in you is the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that defeated death. What can stop you? Isaiah says, if, if, you can clap. I was giving you a moment. I paused. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, listen. The Bible says this. It says, it says, if God be for me, who can be against me? What does it matter who's against me? One translation says, what does it matter? Train yourself. No, see, I, I live a life of praise and thanksgiving, and I thank God too much for this thing to defeat me. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, notice this. Notice what happened. Because of their praise, because of their obedience to God, because uh, they didn't stop praising, they didn't let the enemy defeat them before they even got started. They prayed, they praised God, God gave them instructions, they followed it, and they praised God all the way to the victory. Notice, when the Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, this is what they would do in those days, they would come, defeat an army, and they would take all the spoil. They found among them an abundance of valuables and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves. More than they could carry away. And they took three days, y'all. Three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. God, God took impossible and turned it into abundance. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley that stood for the valley of blessing. That's actually what it stood for. He, he took defeat in the valley. He took death in the valley. And for God's people, he turned it into the valley of blessing. The valley of blessing, for they were blessed by the Lord and is still called that today. Then they returned, every man of Judah and Jerusalem, with Jehoshaphat in front of them, to go back to Jerusalem, Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. So they came to Jerusalem with stringed instruments. And harps and trumpets. Notice the, the praise didn't stop at the moment of victory. Do you see it? Praise started before at the moment of the inception of the problem. God, you're good. You're great. I know you've got an answer. Uh, you're awesome. You're the same God who took us out. That's praise. God, God, you're, you, listen, you already brought us out. You brought our inhabitants here. You gave us or our descendants here. You gave us this land. Now, God, we need an answer. We're up against this. I don't know what to do. But God gives them the, the word of the Lord. Then they take their praise right into battle. They carry it through the battle. They take their spoil and then they praise all the way home. Before, during and after. Then every man of Judah and Jerusalem, which Jehoshaphat in front of them, to go back to Jerusalem with full of joy. Everybody say joy. For the Lord had made them rejoice over their enemies. They, so they came to Jerusalem with their instruments, harps, and trumpets to the house of the Lord. And the fear of God, I want you to see this and we're done with this whole long scripture. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries. 
For when their enemies, the other countries, when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest all around. The enemies were literally afraid because God fought for them. They, they, they literally were like, hey, uh, I ain't messing with them. I can imagine them having like a little convention like, uh, hey, um, did you did you hear about the other day? Yeah, they, I mean, the, the God just came in and. What you what you talking about invading there after after the Moabites? Uh, I, I'm not with you, bro. I'm out. Count me out. I'm done. I'm not messing with them. And God gave Jehoshaphat peace all around. All around. All around him. On every side that he turned, there was peace. On every side he turned, there was peace. At his home, there was peace. In his job, there was peace. In his health, there was peace. In his finances, there was peace. In his family, there was peace. If you'll just praise God through whatever you're facing, you'll see the victory. I wrote down about eight things about praise that I'm not going to get to. Everybody's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Whoo, this sermon was, I mean, that was a lot of scripture already. I want to give you just a couple, though. I want to give you just a couple. Write it down. This will help you. I'm going to hit them quick. And then we might uh, uh, bookend both the Sunday before Thanksgiving and the Sunday after Thanksgiving talking about praise. I'm always led by the Lord every Sunday. So if God leads me somewhere different next week, then ask me for my notes and I'll send them to you. But otherwise, I'll plan to pray, uh, continue this next week. Number one, this is really important. Praise is our purpose. Praise is our purpose. Any, any religion, any, any, I mean, Catholic, Presbyterian, I mean, anything you look, I'm talking about any Christian uh, um, denomination, that's what I meant to say, not religion, any Christian denomination, they're going to read the same thing, they're going to tell you the same thing, that your purpose, our purpose as believers is to reciprocate praise, to give praise to God, to give, to give to him what's due to him. I heard it said this way this week as I was studying this, praise Pays a debt. We took communion today. Why did we take communion today? Because Jesus paid the ultimate price for us. He died for me. He died for you. He died. If you're if you're believing for kids today, and you want to have children in your life, you're believing I'm going to get uh, 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 my, my husband and I or my wife and I we're going to get pregnant and, and we're going to have kids. That unborn child, Jesus died for them. Praise pays a debt. Samson was a mighty man, but he might have had the biggest fall in all of the Bible. The biggest collapse. You know, it's not documented anywhere that he ever gave thanks to God. As a matter of fact, he wrote a song about himself. About how good he was. He was basically like the, the, the first initial hood rapper. Yo, I'm bad. I got this. I'm the man. Y'all come here. Listen, I'm, 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 you know, this is how. I said, basically, what, I mean, go read it. Basically what it was. I got this. I'm the man. Y'all come against me. I'm going I'm to ta- take care of all y'all. Samson's first album. 2000 B.C. Out now on iTunes and Spotify. 
<laughs> okay, y'all know it's okay to laugh in church, right? Man owes a debt. Hey, in Deuteronomy 8, check this out. In Deuteronomy 8, God actually said this after I've multiplied. This is when he was telling the, the, uh, the people, God's people, hey, I'm going to send you to this land. I'm going to give you the land. And after you get there, after you've prospered in the land, he says this literally, after you've built multiple homes for yourself, after you've gotten everything in order and your life is so blessed in abundance because I've blessed you and I've put you in the land, be careful. Literally, read it, Deuteronomy, be careful. Always remember, it's God who makes you rich and adds no sorrow thereto. It's God that is able to make you abound. It's God who's able to bring you up. It's God who's able to put you where you, it's God, don't, be careful. See, that's what happens is when we get, we get, when we make it and we get through, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm now going to start Facebook Live every Monday night. Everybody can hit me up on my cash app while I tell you how I made it. How I got there. How good I am. Be careful. Give praise where it's due. Give, give praise where it's due. Hey, y'all want to know one thing? Take that verse down for just a second. Hey, hey, listen. Do y'all want to know one thing that God cannot do? You want to know one thing that God cannot do? God literally cannot praise himself. He cannot praise himself. It's impossible for him to give thanks to himself. That's why he created you and I. That's why he created you and I, to give praise to himself, to praise to him, to give praise. He can't praise himself, so he created you and me to praise him, to thank him. And when you don't praise Him, you're missing out on a function of your life. Everybody say this. Say, praise is my purpose. I am purposed to praise. I was made to praise. I was created to praise. You have praise in your life and you need to give it to God. Will you do it? Will you do it? Man, there's so many good points. You know what? I'm going to just end on that. It's 12 o'clock. You got one point of like eight. So come next week. <laughs> praise is your purpose. It's what you were created to do. And when you praise God for what he has done, what he is doing, what he's going to do, and you praise him, whatever you're facing, transfer your battle. Don't, don't just quote, well, the battle's not mine, it's God's. And, and forget one of the most valuable weapons that you have. Your tongue. There is life and death in the power of my tongue. And those that eat of it love the fruit. What does that mean, those that eat of it? Whatever comes out of your mouth, you will literally eat of it. Life or death. And so, if I remember what it said, what did they do? They took their place in the battlefield. Let me, let me, let me educate you. If you didn't know, you're the people at the front of the battle. You're you're the ones with praise in your mouth. You're the ones that were created with a purpose to praise God. And so whatever, whatever you face, whatever you need to know, whatever you need to think about, the Bible says, see the salvation of the Lord. 
See the salvation. See God saving you. Pastor, you don't understand. I've been battling this for years. Well, stop battling it. Because the battle's not yours. It's God's. Well, how do I do that? Take your place. Take your position. It doesn't look like this. It looks like this. You are enough. You are good. You're the same God who made a way for countless others, who's healed countless others, who's touched countless others, who's provided for countless others. And your word says that you don't love them any more than you love me. You're no respecter of persons. God, I give you praise today. And I'm going to keep praising you until one day I look over that mountain and I say, look, 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 they're defeated. Look, it's over. I didn't actually have to do anything and it's done. Look, it's, it's, it defeated itself. It collapsed on its own. It fixed itself. All I had to do was correct my posture and instead of looking like the third man from the left on the, on the Charles Darwin evolutionary chart, I look like this. Everybody stand up. I will give you one more point. In order to praise God, you have to have a relationship with Him. You can't praise somebody you do not know. You have to have a relationship with them. And as I said in my communion uh, uh, sermonette, God's not coming back for a lame church. What I mean by that is he's not, he's not just coming back for anybody. He's coming back for his bride. He's coming back for those who said, hey, I'm, I am committed to, Lord Je- to my Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm, I'm committed. I didn't say perfect. I said committed. I didn't say you've never done anything wrong. I said that you made a decision. I'm going to serve God with all my heart, all my mind, with everything in me, every fiber within me. I'm going to serve God. He gave his son for me. The least I can do is give him my life. Give him my heart. Amen.